0: This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit LLC. Comprehensive healthcare coverage for 30 to 60 percent less. Online at ourplanrocks.com. From our seventh floor studio in Buckhead, this is Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta.
1: Oh, yeah, it is the uh, Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. Uh, Well, Dan, didn't they teach you in broadcasting school that when the red light is on, it means the mic is on, and if the red light is off, the microphone is off? There we go. Okay, now Are you we're there? on. I'm, Are uh, we yeah. there yet? Somebody apparently uh, decided e- to turn things off. <laughs> <sighs> You know, most folks don't days. know that you just graduated broadcasting school last right. year, yes. right? well, you're yes. right. Yes. Yeah. Don't put the two red wires together, either. That's, just, that's tragic.
2: <laughs> Thank <Welcome>. you, <laughs> whoever turned off the microphone and didn't uh, turn it back on. Thank you so much.
1: It could be uh, one of our engineers. Yeah, uh, it probably was. Well, if you turn it off. Well, anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday. It is a great day because... Ah, uh, because I put the headphones uh, not in my shorts uh, like I did yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. Although uh. I'm having issues, one of the ears not working today. I wonder if that's um, because yesterday I had them stuck in my trousers <laughs> and couldn't hear. I told Donna that story. If uh, you uh, if you didn't hear the story or if you didn't watch us yesterday for some reason, I accidentally put the end of my headphones in my pants, and I wait till the last minute to plug in. Right the and last so, minute, you mean the, yes, last, the last like 2 seconds <laughs> it and then that, that much. And I went to put it in the, the, the adapter or whatever yeah. you call this thing. The headphone jack. The headphone jack. Yeah. And I couldn't get... It. Okay. <laughs> I was pulling it out. So you gotta watch that just to scream because uh, you know, it's funny when the senior does things like that, doesn't it? It, it was, was funny. It I, I
2: went back to watch it yesterday and <laughs> just got a good laugh out of it. It was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, so did my wife. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the way, to, way it goes. I got a text just now from David Windager who's on the show. He's in the parking lot. Okay. And he actually lives uh, about as far from the studio is tiana she lives nine minutes away he lives eight minutes away. Right. oh really so Whoa. he just left we're neighbors he just left yeah. yeah so but i think he uh i think he walked though mm. uh, which you're opposed to any type of exercise no that's aren't you? not
3: i have been exercising at night at piedmont park no, walking sleeping, around the that belt does not line. count when
1: you sleep no okay, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Just> burning calories <laughs> what are you doing
1: at piedmont park at night
3: walking around
1: don't Okay. Yeah, no, the sun the sun was light. still
3: out. The sun was setting, but I wasn't alone. Okay. Right. Shamsow. I went with Shamsow. Oh, oh
1: well. Shamsow. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. safe then. Yeah. Uh-huh. She'll protect you.
2: <laughs> Nothing bad <laughs> yeah. ever happens to that's Shamsow. Right. <laughs> How many other
1: employees have been thrown under the bus from Shamso yeah. <laughs> We should tell you all about our more than a receptionist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, David Windcher uh, coming up in just a few, the author of The American Dream, his story in the making, also the founder of Red. And Star, I call him the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Emily, right? Emily Cox, stars. They were definitely the star. CBS is CBS's hunted star. So. Hunted on CBS. Oh, I yes, love it. I love that. <laughs> I love when Dan says that. You should be the voice guy for CBS. Well, you yes, know, you if should. you know anybody at CBS, tell them uh, that, that. We that know should. David Windicher, that's about we it. We do. Yeah. And you're also going to do the voice for the flag football this oh, year oh you are fun yeah, november at, 4th uh,
2: at the at, what do we call it the, the bends. bends the
1: bends here we were talking about celebrate freedom and, and uh football and uh the falcons and stuff going on that great weekend mm-hmm. labor day right mm-hmm. and uh tiana calls the the stadium the bends the like bends.
2: You know, like she's been there she's like not she was, even from it's georgia
1: the <laughs> does that count going to the bends today I
3: think so it needs a nickname, yeah. right? I like that though. Yeah, that's cool, and you much can put it on t-shirts. Yeah, is that
1: definitely. legitimately the nickname?
3: No, of it, but it, it could should be. be. Yes, yes, because
2: we do. Gi- so has started it. Because we do give nicknames to the yeah. things, right? That is well, true. it's much easier than saying Mercedes Benz. The Mercedes Benz Stadium, of International yeah. Hartsfield. <laughs> Let's name everything eight not different
1: names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, great. Speaking of bears. <laughs> Did somebody mention bears? <laughs> no, but it goes with my story. It okay. was a tough segue, but somebody's got to do it. They found another bear rummaging around in Gwinnett County. This is the second one in really? a couple of months now. It was up in Hamilton Mill, uh, which uh, we frequent a couple times a week because of Jake's therapy. So I don't know. Why are all these bears moving down? Huh? I don't know.
3: The first one was at my friend's house, Britain. The the first bear that went in with the video yeah. that she shared with the news. The it was at her home.
1: The, bo- the bear showed up with a video.
3: No, Britton took the video wow. of the bear oh. and submitted it to the news. It was at her house. Are you kidding? No, me? I'm not kidding. Wow. She's like, got my 15 minutes of fame. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
1: know the Gwinnett Braves were trying to rename the Gwinnett Braves, right. and they had these just Ugh. goofy names. Why not the really Bears? Terrible. The Bears are the showing bears. up. The Gwinnett. Oh, bears. there idea. we go. Well, because like weren't they idea. talking about the Gwinnett Buttons? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like Gwinnett, the guy's name Button is Button Gwinnett, Button. Gwinnett, yeah. Gwinnett, oh. which yeah. was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, yeah, sure. sure. Have you ever been to the Mall of Georgia? No, I haven't. Have you ever been to the Mall of Georgia? I have, yes. Okay, have you seen the, uh, I'm going to call it a lightning rod, I'm not sure what it is, on the top? Okay. Have you ever seen it? Uh, I probably yeah, next time there, look so. and you'll see, and there is a statue on the top of this, and that is Button Gwinnett. But Gwinnett. Okay, or is it okay. Buttons Gwinnett? Buttons I think it's Button. Makes me Gwinnett. think of a clown. Is yeah. it like red buttons? It's one, yeah, one button. Speaking of red, Mr. Ginger is here. David Winditcher, we'll have him uh, here in just a couple of seconds. But I thought. You know, hmm. hey, why not? Why not name the the Braves the Bears? We to Bears. Yeah, I like that. The, That's uh, the
3: best idea I think you've ever had, Rick. <laughs> since I've been here, I don't know. <laughs>
1: wow, <laughs> the best idea since the Benz. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Well, if I had money, I could uh, I could cash in on all these great ideas. This guy, did you hear this story? Jules' parent, sixty nine year old guy, won a million bucks back in two thousand eight. Last Thursday. He won again. Seriously, wow! Another what? Uh, one million dollar jackpot from playing the the lottery. Some oh people have all the luck, don't they? Yeah, it's the deal. I don't know. Spread it around. Come you on. Had a, if you had a million dollars, you'd probably buy Disney. Yeah. Well, you couldn't buy Disney. Well, for you could okay. buy a one day ticket to Disney.
3: Okay, <laughs> 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 that's true, and not the park hopper.
1: <laughs> million dollars, Dan could pay for Bethany's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Most of it, right, sure. yeah. <laughs>
3: Most I think it. I would
1: put out my own line of uh, Lederhosen Speedos. Yep. Oh, wow.
3: Okay.
2: What That's do you think about that?
1: Well, I, I try not to think about that yeah. as much you know, as possible. You know, honestly, I checked it because I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. uh, this whole Lederhosen thing, because I still have a picture of Dan with his Lederhosen for when they went right. to, to Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how much a good pair of Lederhosen is? <laughs> I'm sure I am sure it's expensive because they're, I mean, they're like thick material that they're like made wool, right? Yeah. 159 $159. What was that? Called you I think, .com huh. or really? something. Wow. And I thought, you know, why not make it a little less expensive for those of us that really want to wear those things? Right. Okay. yeah. And uh, make it a Speedo thing where we could w- wear it in the summer. And it has a headphone jack <laughs> right there by the button, right?
2: Thank you! <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> I love how you bring things back around. <laughs> well, you try. Anyway, uh, more leaderhosen, more Cowbell, more David Winderture. Let's do this. Let's take a, a break, and we'll be back uh, with him. <laughs> crazy. It is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. We'll be right back.
0: From our 7th four studio in Buckhead,
1: this is Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. Look out, it is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. You know what that song means. It means David Windesher is here. Yes. That is his signature song uh, when he's on Faith Talk Live. Yes, it is. What's up, gentlemen? Roll my sleeves up. Good good to see you. Mm -hmm. Good to see you guys. Always a pleasure. You look awesome. He came in here with, now you've been here with a suit before, but you've also come in uh, you know, uh, with tats blaring, mm-hmm. and uh, you're looking awesome, but you were like full suit boogie this morning. What's the deal? Did I you had, just come uh, from court? Or I what? had
4: a brief government butt-kicking session earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose butt was getting kicked? The government's or yours? I'm <laughs> still undefeated. <laughs> still good.
1: undefeated. It's good. <laughs> you're awesome. We want to talk uh, a little bit about what's going on with you. We're going to talk about, we may touch on CBS's Hunted. Uh, you mm-hmm. and Emily, the stars, according to Dan and I. Yeah. What a great like last star, season. We smell a second season. We're not sure if they're going to bring you back from the shadows or not. We'll talk about that uh,
4: in just a he's few. He's got a look on his face like. Yeah. I don't know. If you guys see a Black Denali being followed by a white production <laughs> here, that might be season <laughs> okay. two. Okay. All right.
1: You know, and if he gets in, we he's got to get Adam, our, our executive producer, Adam the Beard, Samurai Man Bun, No Socks, Hollywood, Just Say No Asher. Yeah.
4: Uh, he his be. name got lost did you wow. guys just I know that I was thinking the just say no is new I haven't been here since that new edition because <laughs> that was his
1: line right
4: yeah right? Say, oh that's right Emily asked him the line mm-hmm.
1: and she said have you seen him right said, no
4: and that's what he said is that enough to get IMDB credit I'm not sure well I don't, he, I don't know it. If it he put is. it he up is. there he well himself <laughs> he hacked in
1: it's not Russian hackers we have to worry about it's
4: Adam it's him
1: we also want to talk about the American Dream history in the making an update this has been out
4: for a while that's right. Two uh, you years. came
1: on. My gracious! What a year and a half ago, I think we first met
4: you, right? Maybe That's two. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started I would say summer twenty fifteen. I think yeah. it was. is that when yeah. it was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. So many times we always enjoy having you. Are a hard guy to catch because you're so busy, and you know, and he's just hard to catch. here's a picture that was on Facebook. This is he's also a <laughs> hotel <laughs> magnet. Now. There he is oh, wow. right there. Look at Can that. you show that? That's actually. David Winsher, I found that on Emily's
4: I did. You Facebook. know, a lot of people have sent me that, and they said, that I don't know you're doing <laughs> advertisement now, too. That does look just like you. That's you like a so? doppelganger. hmm Yeah. Wow. With yeah. a ginger beard. And he's got the suit. You're better looking than that. I, well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. hard to tell with the beard. And just, yeah. Wow. Awesome. So, uh, I don't know. Is this guy- So, you don't have a twin brother That's that you not don't the know same about, guy right? I don't know okay. anything about this guy. All I right. know that he's actually from, isn't it uh, Game of Thrones? Is he? Oh, is he really? He's one of the guys from Game of Thrones, and he just does some ads on the side. Because somebody said, you look like the lord of the somethinglings. I don't even know what they call them. Huh. I don't really watch the show. I don't, I don't watch I'm, TV at all.
2: actually. I'm one of three people who hasn't seen Game of Thrones, so uh, maybe you guys are the other I've two.
1: Never so. se- I've never seen. I've it. never I've seen it. H- I've I've heard about it, but uh, anyway, we'll. Yeah, I'm uh, the we'll... same.
4: I'm ashamed to say it. I haven't yeah. watched the Walking Dead, and Game of Thrones, yeah. none uh-huh. of those. I watch House of Cards though. I like House of Cards. That's a good fun. Yeah, yeah. a lot like of
1: people it. like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. I started, but I got distracted because I have uh, adult ADHD. Well, and so with all the stuff that's going
4: on now in the presidency, it's almost like you want to turn that on and just hope that that's reality.
1: <laughs> you never know what's reality
2: anymore with our politics.
1: <laughs> Who knows? But you have a real life. You are amazing. You're like a rock star to us. We we and, and you're so humbled because I'll text you. I have his number. Yeah, and I'll text him, and and he makes me feel like I'm I'm a star. In fact, I went back. You to, are a star. I right? looked at the book, and and I I I guess I overlooked this, but he wrote this in my book back in sixteen. Uh, Don't dream it, do it, which I love. Yeah, uh, and he said, uh, you know, God bless. Uh, dw uh which is really cool which is different from louis giglio who who signed my <laughs> book not gonna let that go randy and gina but he did say much love yeah he does so, love you he just doesn't remember you know bar. louis giglio the, no the, he's got a small church down the street okay, okay. yeah it's about what three four ten thousand something
4: like that yeah oh, passion city church passion city. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. the name didn't ring a bell immediately yeah. but, but here david says
1: know. rick don't dream it, do it. That's right. But, I got the uh, name right. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I
4: appreciate that. I like you, buddy. You're a good yeah, guy. Yeah, I enjoy thanks, talking. To thanks. You. So, what's going on? Uh so much with the book. I can give you a quick update yeah, on the yeah, book. Let's you do know, it. we've been doing really well as a matter of fact. I actually just signed a contract uh on Monday to produce a series on the book. Uh, with a streaming company, either Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. No! Yeah, That's unbelievable. Awesome. God Are you is serious? amazing. Yeah, wow. I, it was completely unexpected. I got a call from a guy named Craig Zidane in California. He does the uh, production for the Academy Awards, and he said, "Hey, I read your book, and uh, we really want to put it out." He was connected to me through a guy named Daniel Newman who you guys have met at the flag football tournament yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they said, we're going to send you over a contract. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But then the contract got into my inbox. We reviewed it with the attorneys and signed it on Monday. Wow. Who'd like, have
1: thought? Now we brought up a movie when was it? When the book came out, because right, we, right. we made a joke about us being a part of a movie. Now right. we can be in a
4: series, exactly, yeah. Yeah.
1: because we're in the media. Well, <laughs> oh. in the sweet spot of our mediocre radio careers, yes, we, we need are. all the help we can get. So now, a series, <laughs> well, I'll put
4: you guys on. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I still kind of it is a little bit of a shock to my conscience because it just happened. And um, I really don't know what to expect, but I'm excited about it. Like kind of a drama series, or is it going to be kind of a reality, or what is that? Uh, It's going to be a drama series. It's going to be based on the book, just the different episodes putting together the story. And then with the new development that we had, I think it could prolong a series if we end up doing the series. Uh, The Florida Department of Corrections just recently banned my book, saying that it promotes criminal activity. I I don't get that. How does it ban Well, there's some undereducated folks in the uh, corrections business. And I think what so long story short, what ended up happening, a guy was watching the hunted show Mm -hmm. on um, in the reentry program. He saw that I had the book. He wanted to order the book. So his mom sends it to him. He gets it. And then the warden sees that it's got, you know, the the jail bars with the hands on it and the American flag. And so he impounds it, sends a notice of impoundment, I'm not sure that, and um, it basically they tell him that it promotes criminal activity so they won't disseminate it into the, the jails. And the unfortunate part about that gentleman is that the provision for their policy indicates that if it's banned in one jail— it's banned in all Florida Department of Correction jails. so that's every single jail uh, or prison in the state of Florida that's a state funded uh, facility. Did incident. the guy
2: read it or he just looked at the cover of it and
4: uh, well, they I think I don't think that they they did a thorough read. Yeah, they didn't send me notification that they were doing any of that. It was uh, kind of loosey-goosey on their end. I think they just didn't want the inmates to get it. And um, they created a situation for themselves that involves a due process claim on my end and a First Amendment content regulation issue. I've talked to a civil attorney. Uh, I'm an attorney, but I'm a criminal defense attorney. So I I talked to a civil attorney. He's like, look, um, this looks like a slam dunk uh, civil complaint in the 11th Circuit. So maybe we're going after the state of Florida now. That's interesting. Wouldn't they
1: know that, though? Wouldn't they be savvy enough to say, hey, we can't do that because of what you just communicated
4: that they could I think it's just this is just kind of residual effect of that punitive culture that we have in law enforcement and corrections. And this warden, I guess, just saw it, felt threatened by it, and made a decision that was arbitrary. And now it's going to, I think, create a situation that he doesn't want to have on his hands. Mm.
1: Wow. You can get a file and a cake now while you're in jail, but you can't read the (laughs) American dream. Why would you want these guys
4: not reading? I mean, let them read anything. A nutritional food label, a menu from a restaurant. Let them read anything, anything that helps them develop cognitive skills. So that when they get out, they have some hope that yeah. they can live. Well, but and, especially something like this that talks about recidivism. Right, right. Why would you not <laughs> right, right, want inmates right, right. to this read that? This could only Exactly, help. Dan. And then, right. so if the if they would have done their research, I think that they would have realized that our book is being used in high schools, in different jurisdictions, for curriculums, for reading and writing comprehension. And so it's just unfortunate. But yeah. this is why we need the reform that we're asking to create.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Man. And you saw this. Uh, you had this dream to put this all together. And Red's been around
4: now Three years. Uh, Three years. Mm -hmm. We're going on year three. What
1: have you seen since uh, since the beginning? I see posts of things going on. You're you're talking before you know kids, inmates. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're just you're everywhere. This is a passion for you.
4: It is because you know I was arrested thirteen times growing up, and I realized that I wasn't who I was behaving like. And some of the circumstances that I was facing caused certain reactions. Even though I have free will and I made bad decisions, I was emotionally immature. And I get it that these kids going through the criminal justice system are just like me. Mm -hmm. And if they're given a chance and a network of opportunities, who knows? They might become a lawyer, a doctor, a judge, a radio host, an engineer, a teacher, a professor, the president. Who knows? But you got to give them a chance. And so I believe in them and we work really hard. Our goal is to really show that. Our program, this evidence-based program, is much better than probation. Probation is punitive. Our program is rehabilitative. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get these kids working in the direction of becoming the best version of themselves, why would we not do that? It helps everybody, whether you have a moral compass or an economic compass. It really does. I mean, we're using our tax dollars here in Georgia in an unbelievably irresponsible way. We're spending over a billion dollars in corrections. It costs $90,000 a year to incarcerate a kid. Mm. Why not? Take a third of that and educate them, and take the other two thirds of that and use it for our infrastructures. Mm. Lord knows we need better highways. They catch <laughs> on fire and collapse. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Look out! See
1: that again. What is yeah. the pushback? What is it? <laughs> there's so much. It seems to me like that this would be ah, oh, this is this is amazing. Let's just do it. It's and just there's a there's a there's a, there, there's a drawback here.
4: This is going to sound slightly Machiavellian, but. You know, anytime that there's an old order in place and people are benefiting from the old order, when you come in and you try to create reform, it's going to create some tension and it's going to put up roadblocks. And we have that happening all the time. Mm. I mean, fortunately, we have a great governor here in the state of Georgia. Governor Deal uh, issued uh, an executive order that established a special council that is entrusted with the responsibility of researching recidivism. And this is a bipartisan inner branch group of people mm, that's good. that are doing whatever they can to figure out how do we use our money better? How do we lower the we're at 107% capacity in our jails? <sighs> wow. We can't do that anymore. Say that again. We're at a one, 107% capacity in our jails. We wow. our jails we're are overflowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nonviolent offenders no need to be in there. They need to be rehabilitated and integrated back into the community so that way they can contribute by being employable. Mm.
1: What have you seen? We're talking to David Winditscher. He is the founder of Red. He's also the author of uh, The American Dream, his story in the making. And you heard it here, maybe first, possibly a series coming up. We'll talk about maybe a little bit more about that. Uh, Emily, who is uh, another star of CBS's Hunted, she went to Africa. We'll talk about that over the...
4: She's going. Oh, she she's, hasn't gone yet. She hasn't gone yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought she and Jim, came and no. They they started their collaboration, which she is extremely excited about. Jim Vineyard, which is a phenomenal. He's a legend, he's right? A he's guy. an awesome yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Jim Jim Vineyard oh, yeah. everywhere we go. He, and right? He's a rock star. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. Not he. Uh, we've had lunch with him a couple of times, and we started talking about how we can work together to give back and to help him with Serve International. And uh, Emily was a ball of fire with it because hmm. she's always had a heart for the needy. And um, when he presented the opportunity to her, she ran with it and immediately wow. signed up to start working with them and doing whatever she can to contribute financially on her part and then go on a mission with them at some point.
1: So she's never been to Africa before?
4: No, not, no. Uh, no, not no. yet. She's been several places. She's been very fortunate. She's uh, She's been to a few places. I think she's been to Europe. um, throughout europe but i don't think she's been to africa nope she hasn't
2: that's a great group to go with because they do phenomenal work in africa and all over the all over the world but uh especially in africa served as amazing work yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
4: you follow them on social media and it just uh it, it just makes you feel good that there's people out there doing what they're doing definitely
1: you know when she gets back we've got to have you both on the show and we'd love to talk to her about her experience and no doubt when she comes back She's going to be full of, she's an idea person anyway. She is. And she's not just a dreamer. Mm-hmm. She does it much like you. She's definitely So a she's going to have, David, here's a list of things that we've got to do. Right. Let's do it now. So you're going to be busy when, when she comes back.
4: Yeah, and you know, this is the time <laughs> of, um, we're, we've been together for three years now, this month, um, and uh, it's time for us to take another step, and I'm trying to work in that direction so we mm-hmm. can. Continue. We together we do a lot of good. We we look after one another. We make each other happy. We're in a good position, and then we uh, we've been talking about taking that next step. Now. Yeah, All right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll All right. see. Do she, it right here. I got the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to convince her to say yes first. Yeah. You know. Oh come on. There's no convincing. Oh, She'll I'm sure
1: yes. she would. Uh, yeah. She'd say yes in a in a heartbeat. Yeah. Right.
4: I don't know i mean of course i think that way because we've been together and um our relationship has gotten better each day um so i i think we're working in that direction i think wow. uh, i think she will say yes. that's very exciting cool. man yeah, that, is, that is that oh, is so cool wait.
1: we love you both and uh we know uh everything will work together for the good right let's talk more with uh david here right after this heartbreak. break it is the wednesday edition of faith talk live i'm rick probst
2: and i'm dan ratcliffe we'll be right back
0: You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta.
1: It is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And
0: I'm Dan Radcliffe. It's hump day. You're halfway through there.
1: Yeah, we're almost there. Tomorrow we would have had Dr. Jill Sweetman. (coughs) She texted me last night. Evidently there is a family emergency. She is from Australia. Mm -hmm. Her parents still there. Her family still there. Something uh, is going on so pray for uh, uh Dr. Jill uh she just apologized that she couldn't be here but uh, absolutely she needs to go mm-hmm. to uh, Australia to see uh, what's up there she will uh be back on Friday it's comedian Josh Harris in the studio David Windtcher he's the founder of Red Defense Attorney he's also the author of uh, the American Dream his story in the making and this whole series he was talking about I'm so excited I'm, I'm, what I think I might do is just get my name tattooed on one of my arms, <laughs> so that when I <laughs> when I walk by in this series, yeah. people will know that it's me, yeah. right? right? Otherwise, I mean, I'd just be a face in the crowd.
4: Hmm. But and, it'd be well, we're, I'm, we're, I, I didn't realize you had some tattoos, and I'm seeing that you got <laughs> one on your forearm. I'm trying I'm to keep it.
1: up with the king. <laughs> Right you here. got a long okay. way to go. <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> clever.
4: yeah. But you know what? It's funny, maybe we can get you guys to do like one of the prison scenes. You get enough tattoos <laughs> yeah. on there. You going to be like the house man in one now, of those. Now, you the
1: know, one of the I have a, a hummingbird right here. Can you imagine me going to prison with a hummingbird? Yeah, that might yeah. be a little you know,
4: uh, <laughs> difficult situation. <laughs> you might not be the house man. That's a bit yeah. He- <laughs> They call that something else. <laughs> what are you in for?
1: Look out, anyway. David Windercher. Hey, by the way, before we get into uh, more of what's going on with David, uh, we've got a book that we're talking about. It's no longer a slum dog from the folks at Gospel for Asia. They are amazing. You can get yours free. faithtalkatlanta.com. Enter the keyword children. You can get yours get yours right now. I think that's just for this month, the yep, month of this August month only. So uh, get it. Uh, it's really really good. Meanwhile. David, uh, David Winditcher So let's talk a little bit about what we were talking about when the mics were sure when we're off. Uh, we were talking about flat the uh, the red flag football. You want to go there right. or you want to talk about the other thing? for I think, think? Uh,
4: we can make those announcements at the end yeah. if it's possible. But I, I think just because this is a compelling situation. So, you know, I mentioned that through red, what we do is we create curriculums that allow these guys going through the criminal justice system to develop the life skills necessary to become employable. And our main goal is to show that these evidence-based programs are more effective than probation. And to give you an example of something that recently happened, our program is twelve months long. We've just entered the eighth month, right? Hmm. They graduate in December. They get their cases dismissed. They get a certificate, and their life is back on track. Yeah, we have. Uh, we did a small sample this year, twenty-two kids, because we've. Engineered the curriculum. Now we're just making sure that the beta phase is working properly. Mm-hmm. We've lost two kids so far, so our recidivism rate at this point is only five percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we had recently, which is very low. It's extremely yeah, low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the recidivism percent in juvenile court is sixty-five percent. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we're way under. And um so recently, the the goal is to show that we're more effective than probation. I can't say the names, but we had a kid recently who was difficult at first, you know, he's got tough home circumstances. He's doing the best he can. He's got a good heart, strong character. And uh, he worked his butt off to get a job. He got Mm. this job. He's excited. He's finding hope. We text message all the time. We're mentoring them. They have mentors assigned to him and I speak with them all. So recently one of his family members passed away Mm. and the funeral was scheduled for Monday at eight in the morning. The probation officer puts him on the calendar for Monday at eight in the morning. He's got to come in. He calls her up and says, look, something happened. I got to go to a funeral. I can't come in at eight. I'll come after. She says to him, I'm not catering to your schedule. You need to be here at eight in the morning on Monday. He says, well, it's a family funeral. What can I do? He calls me up. I said, go to the family funeral. I'll talk to the probation officer. I call the probation officer, doesn't answer the phone, doesn't call me back. He goes to the funeral. Immediately after the funeral, he shows up to her office. He gets there before 11 a.m. He needs to be at work at three o'clock. She keeps him beyond the amount of time that would allow him to get to work on time, lets him go at four. He shows up to work and he gets fired. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it's unbelievable because the reason that people recidivate is because of employment. This guy's got a job. He's finally self-sustaining to some extent. And these people don't understand the importance of employment. They just, they set him up for failure and that's what probation is about. They, now he's fired. What's going to happen with him? I've been texting him since that day and I've not heard back from him. Can you imagine what he's going through? Yeah, He's thinking, what's the point? Yeah, What's the point? What is the point? And right. so I'm, I've had a conversation with the probation officer afterwards. And I said, look, you know, he got fired because you held him there. Oh, well, he was supposed to come in at this time. That And I, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Put a calendar, let them give you their work schedule and work around that. That's the whole point. Because if they don't have a job, they can't pay their probation dues. If they don't have a job, they can't pay their bills. And guess what that means? That means that they'll do whatever it takes to eat and to pay the bills. And it's unfortunate, but that's the kind of uphill battles that we're facing. Mm. Creating that reform in the community of supervision is extremely important. Otherwise... We're just going to keep perpetuating the same cycle over and over and over
1: again. Now, you mentioned that they're in a 12-month program and they're in their eighth month. Uh, how pleased are you with uh, eight months and uh, how many did you say? You said 20. You started right. with 22 and now you have 20 or was it?
4: Yes, we had 22 that start yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we're down to 20. Yeah. So we lost two. one. Um, there was some kind of undiagnosed um, something that we just couldn 't keep him motivated, yeah, mm-hmm. and so he just dropped out, which means he goes to formal prosecution Wow, and then the other individual he actually reoffended and the the questionable part about the reoffending i 'm not making excuses for anybody if he reoffended, he reoffended, but from what we learned when we did his intake, his level of service intake, it indicated that he 's homeless, and his new charge was mm-hmm. sleeping in a stolen car. we don't know if he stole it. We do know it was in March, early March. So we know it was really cold out and he probably needed shelter. I'm not making excuses again for him. He re-offended. There are other ways to handle it. But so far, we've only lost two. I'm very pleased. Very, very pleased. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are working in the right direction. These kids are so motivated. Zeus Luby, who's our head mentor, I mean, he's got a tremendous relationship. He's in court with them today. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they, they bought in. They realized that they can trust us that we have some life experiences and new life experiences, something similar to theirs previously. And now as professionals, we're trying to instruct them that they can get through those experiences as well and become professionals themselves. And so these guys are really motivated GED programs, vocational programs, they, we, we've collaborated with the city of refuge with bright futures Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, we go out and do they're community also service. Those guys oh, they're there. so good. Yeah, they're yeah. So good. I mean, they're such a blessing and, and you know, city of refuge offers um, vocational programs. Right. And so we've partnered with them in the sense that now our guys can go, our guys and gals can go and take advantage of these programs. They get a stipend a week so that they can have some funds to survive. They can do customer service programs. They can do culinary programs. They can do auto mechanics and then soon they'll have coding. Wow! Hmm. This is how you get people out of the criminal justice system and you make them work because now all of a sudden they have a skill set that allows them to take advantage hmm. of it and go out there and make some money on their own without having to sell drugs, without doing whatever they need to do.
2: It sounds like in, in cooperation with what you're doing through Red, there needs to be an, another, maybe another part of Red or another organization altogether that works with probation officers and police officers and helps to train them so so
4: they're working together and, and you're not fighting against one each other yes like what you had there that's exactly right dan i mean we need to be in sync and mm-hmm. when i say in sync we need to, the private sector and the public sector the law enforcement officials the prosecuting officials and the corrections officials we all need to be on the same page because at the end of the day you know who's losing the most not the kids going through the system, the taxpayers, mm-hmm. because it's their constant misuse of tax dollars for things that are useless. We're incarcerating people with substance abuse, with mental health disorders, with academic deficiencies, and these people can be rehabilitated. So you're right. We need to get on the same page. For a police officer, in my mind, if I was a police officer and I kept arresting the same kid over and over again, I feel like I'm not doing my job. Mm. Why do, I don't want to continue to arrest the same kid over. How do we help? this kid prevent from being arrested again. That should be their protocol. Right. If we get arrested a guy two or three times already, how do we get involved to prevent this from continuing to happen? Mm-hmm. And they need to start thinking like that. And we're heading in that direction, but, you know, we're in Georgia, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> <you know? laughs> we're, we're here in the South. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the South, there's a lot of, um, a lot of resistance, I'll call it, mm-hmm. just because of history. And history is not on our side in the South. So we need to do a little bit better of rewriting our history. And right now, the reality is that none of these kids are monsters. The only way that they turn into monsters is when they don't have a choice. Hmm. That's it, plain and simple. And another thing that I want to address with these things that a lot of people don't really realize, the government doesn't even realize, is so there are true violent offenders. They're spending time in institutions. And when they're locked up, they're released. And they're released on parole. And where do they go? Where do they go? They go to the lower socioeconomic environment where they can afford low-income housing, right? Mm -hmm. And who else lives in that environment? The nonviolent offenders that we're trying to help. So they're in in an environment that they're subjected Mm. to prospective assaults, attacks from really, truly violent people. It's a very volatile environment. And unless we all come together as a community and figure out how we resolve the issue— we're going to just continue to perpetuate that cycle. I was going
1: to say, it's, it's a vicious circle, that right. uh, sounds to me, uh, because of the, the kids that are coming up, mm-hmm. they really need the help. Then you're in the same area, neighborhood, of uh, violent offenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else can they go? Right.
4: Exactly. Yeah. And so they have to defend themselves mm-hmm. against those guys. And, and what do you do? You do whatever it takes to survive. I've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I've lived in those neighborhoods. I grew up in those neighborhoods. And I remember the good guys, the kids like us that were just kind of poor, but we live in this environment with people who are rapists mm. and murderers and just kidnappers and arsonists and these people i mean you can 't do anything to cure them they 're broken in a way that they 're not fixable mm. and so when you 're around that environment it's there's a it, it kind of attaches to you to some extent, and when you 're around those people, you need to defend yourself against those people sometimes mm. Wow, amazing david wendi
1: you're here let 's go ahead and take a break. We want to talk more uh, about uh, red the like football game coming up here pretty yeah, soon. It's exciting. And according to Anna, it's going to be in the bins. The bins. She that's says she that's the it. name of it. The stadium's called <laughs> the, bins. The, bins. the bins. I had yeah. no idea why they called the bins. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what she calls it. It's these Tiana. kids yeah. these days, you know, they've got names for everything. We'll be back with David. I'm Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there.
0: From the seventh floor of a five-story building, hovering in midair like angels, it's Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. I love that.
1: <laughs> Look out, it's the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst.
0: And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. He laughed when he
2: said
1: that we were angels. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing at that or just... <laughs> he's our Great f- commercial. <laughs> he's our favorite tatted-up ginger. He's yes, David he Winditcher to the left of me. We're talking about uh, what's going on with uh, RED, a uh, organization that uh, he founded uh, helping so many. We were talking a little bit about uh, the book, the American uh, Dream, his story in the making. You can still get that book; it's on Amazon. You get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all over the right. all over the place. So, uh, and you've got a gala coming up. We want to talk about that and, and a few the flag football. Uh, deal that's coming up November right?
4: Yes, In uh, November? the Red Flag Football Tournament fundraiser will be Saturday, November fourth at Kennebago State University's uh, Fifth Third Bank Stadium. But I heard uh, it has an <laughs> alias.
2: Oh, okay. Well, no, we were thinking it was going to be at the new Falcon Stadium, oh. and the, which she's
4: calling the Bends. The Bends. Yeah. So let me talk about that real quickly. So historically, we've done our program right, there at right. the Georgia Dome, and it was reasonable because we obviously we had leased the stadium, and it would cost us. A good bit of money, but something that was reasonable because we would generate the funds through donations. They wanted to charge us two hundred thousand dollars for eight hours at this new stadium. Yeah, what? The next time that there's a partially funded taxpayer, a a partially taxpayer funded venue being discussed, I'm going to shoot it down every single time. The fact that they asked me for two hundred thousand (laughs) dollars and we're a nonprofit organization. It's just shocking. I'm not saying I want the Falcons to have a bad season, <laughs> but I wouldn't be too mad if they don't make the playoffs. Oh yeah. wow! Or if the roof doesn't open. Wow, so, that sounds ridiculous. So, but the flight football uh,
1: or it's going to be where now? Kenne-
4: so it's going to be at Kennesaw okay. State University's okay. Bank Fifth yeah. Third Stadium Fifth, Bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, awesome. a,
2: that's a good. That's a good stadium too. Oh, that's it's a cool, beautiful. Cool it's an
4: outdoor facility, yeah. brand new field. Um, you know, it's branded, yeah. and uh, they have the suites, they have the locker rooms. It's going to be a great time. We've already got our teams registered. We just announced last week. Um, all our teams are already registered. Uh, we opened up sponsorships yesterday. And, um, this year we're doing a few different things We're we're looking for sponsors that can paint their brand, their company logos on the end zones. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Yeah. that's going to be fun. So and for then, those
1: who don't know, what is this all about? Why are you doing a flag football on, uh, November the 4th? 4th November right?
4: the 4th. So the reason we do this is because this is towards the end of our program and we get all of our kids together. We get kids from, uh, the cab, Gwinnett, Um, Cobb and Fulton County High School, seniors from there. We get 10 10 players from each one. The schools pick who they want. And we get all of these kids, probation officers, police officers, judges, anybody involved in the criminal justice system. And we have a good day that we all come out to the community together and spend time together. Everybody interacts with one another. Our guys are nonviolent offenders. So we get everybody together talking about recidivism, seeing what we can do to help each other out, and we raise funds. The funds are used for the next year's program, Mm. for our civic literacy, our financial literacy, our social literacies, our reading and writing comprehension workshops, for our GED sponsoring, for our vocational programs, for the mentoring, vetting, and all that stuff. So all of the money that we raise there is used for the program for the following year. So the kids that are there now are just basically being celebrated for finishing the program, Mm -hmm. and then we get the funds and we go for next year.
1: Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. Are you excited about next year? Yeah. I know this su- year is still yeah. going
4: on, but... Oh, I'm super excited. We started developing a software that uh, will have various modules. One specifically is a module that is the Assert Your Rights module to tell these kids how to engage police officers in a non-threatening manner. And so this module is a simulator that shows a kid driving in a car. He gets pulled over, and then it says, okay, well, what do you do now? And it gives you four prompts. If you answer incorrectly, it'll reinforce why the answer is wrong and it'll give you the law on what you should do. Hmm. And then that module has different um, uh, simulators. One, the kid driving, one, the kid walking down the street, being engaged by an officer and being questioned one with a warrant being executed, Mm -hmm. one with a kid being under arrest. And so that way they kind of understand how to assert their rights. Because the first thing that you notice when they're in court, they're cross-armed and they're angry because they feel that they can't defend themselves whenever a police officer engages them. You know, of course, not all police officers are bad, but the media doesn't do a great job of showing that. They do a good job of showing that now there's a lot of indiscretions going on Mm -hmm. and that you should be feeling threatened anytime that you're in a consensual engagement with a police officer. So these kids learn that, and it just kind of sparks their mind that, mm-hmm. you know, I can speak to a police officer and communicate how I feel about them talking to me when I'm not supposed to be being talked to. I have a Fourth Amendment right to privacy. They understand that. They understand Miranda laws, so what they should be questioning on and how to stop talking if they are arrested. Then they understand reasonable suspicion and probable cause. And these things truly enhance their confidence because now they feel that instead of any they get approached by a police officer— cross-armed and are angry, now they're saying, hey, officer, you came up to me and you're talking to me, but is there a reason for it? Do I need to answer your questions right now? Because I think I have a Fourth Amendment right to privacy. And the officer will say, nope, just wanted to see what you're doing. And then the kid will say, well, in that case, I have to get to work. I'm going to be on my way. Now, it doesn't necessarily happen like that all the time, <laughs> but, you know, we got to get the police to start, you know, participating in the process. Yeah. Right. Um, but these kids now start understanding hmm. how to effectively communicate with a police officer. That way, it's de-escalated instead of escalated. Because most of these incidents you see is always some kind of escalation. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to blame the police officers because it happens on both sides. Right? Truly, we're failing on both sides, really. Mm -hmm. And so if the police officers are working with us and the kids are working with us, it's going to take some time, but we'll get everybody on the right page.
1: Mm -hmm. You also have a gala coming up, and what's that all about?
4: So the gala is the graduation. Okay. The gala is going to be December 7th, Thursday. It's going to be at 200 Peace Street Southern Exchange. And basically, we're going to invite all of the people in the community out to do a live auction and have all our kids there. The money there goes directly to the engineering of our program. Mm -hmm. And so these kids will be there with a button that says, I am rehabilitated. And the reason we're doing this is because we want people in the community to see a real life example of what someone who has been through the criminal justice system but has rehabilitated looks like and and sounds like and, and feels like because these individuals are the true life examples of why evidence-based programs are important. But the problem becomes that the world class or the middle class doesn't really have a need to ever engage with mm. this lower class. Mm-hmm. And so we put everybody, and I hate even the, the, the fact that we have to talk about classes. Right but, right? but the fact that we get everybody in the same room and everybody talking, now you're starting to see, okay, well, if we invest into evidence-based programs, there's going to be less crime and there's going to be a, higher, a lower unemployment rate because people are going to be working. And that's basically the whole process there with the gala. We want to make sure that we create awareness amongst the people who can make a change, the bigger, the professionals, the lawyers, the judges, that the people who are not invested in the criminal world but are, in fact, professionals that can help contribute in some way, whether it's with their resources or with their time.
1: Now, for the gala, for the football, yeah, I know you, you mentioned about sponsors and stuff. Do you need things or people for the gala yeah, at well, all? Yeah, well,
4: what we're looking for is food, travel, entertainment. We, um, we need, we're going to have a live auction we hired an auctioneer. He's brilliant. And um, we were, we're looking for about seven packages that we're going to start putting together here in the next month or two. And basically anything food, travel or entertainment, you know, like a uh, a chef's table or in-house catering or a weekend at the beach or, you know, a, a lease from a deal, a car dealership from a nice vehicle, mm-hmm. things of that sort. We need to get some stuff together and we're working on it. I mean, we already have some stuff down packed, but... Um, It's going to be a total blast. This guy, Dean, is a lot of fun. He's our auctioneer, and uh, he he opens up with a good game. We're going to have a step and repeat. It's going to be just a blast. Red carpet, you know, just try to make the kids feel really good, and then the people that are coming out, they'll enjoy it.
1: Those Very auctioneers cool. you get a good one they they have a gift don't they they oh they God. know how to to get the the crowd going mm-hmm. and uh and and just to reiterate right what your purpose is so
4: yeah they 're really good because they 're energetic and they 'll explain the the fund a need yeah. you know we, we have a need yeah. let 's fund it yeah. because it really does benefit everybody and here specifically at a gala live auction. Guess what? If you help fund this need, you might walk away with this thing. Right. And everybody loves food, travel, entertainment, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Good websites
1: they can go to to uh,
4: get hooked up uh, with with Red and the Gala and all that. Sure. So the websites are stoprecidivism.org. I know it's a funny spelling. I still have a hard time with it. (laughs) (laughs) Stoprecidivism.org. And if you Google Stop Recidivism, it'll come up. Or if you Google my name, David Lee Windicher. Or the other website for the flag football is redflagfootball.com. dot um, Since we're plugging stuff, the book is on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> my my, you know, I'm still doing legal practice, which I handle major felonies, misdemeanors, and expungements, and so I love what I do. So if anybody wants to hire me, my money usually goes to my program. All
1: right, yeah. awesome. Cool. Well, uh, it's been a great show. Uh, when you come back, and you with this whole series, now it's going to be harder to get to you. Yeah, yeah see, I don't big. know what well, we're going to do. We'll just have to camp out at you. You guys are family.
4: I always make time for <laughs> <Is> family. <Dave laughs> yeah. So one thing before we get off, you yeah. know, I want to make it official. I got Dan on the hook over here. Yeah. Everybody loved you last year. People were coming up to us and saying, who is that guy who's emceeing the flag football tournament? <laughs> He's got this voice. He should be on the radio. So, you know, We'd <laughs> love to have back, you it back. <laughs> I will be there. I Thank will be
2: you. there. It's going to be buddies, a great man.
1: day. We're going to get you back and talk more about it. Hey, everybody, have a great Wednesday. Thank you, David, for being a part of the show. Thursday, it'll be a best-of. We'll be back on Friday with comedian Josh Harris. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See you.